Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching or listening to the JTH Show. Today, let's talk about Amazon Pharmacy, tech CEOs, and their Senate hearing, a new one. Walmart reports toilet paper shortages again, and Florida moves to allow its citizens to shoot writers. Yeah, I know. Uh, but first, roll the intro. All right, and as always, remember that you can listen to any of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Radio Public. And if you're already listening there, well, thank you very much. Also, if you can take like two seconds to uh, hit that like button, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, really, really appreciate that as well. All right, let's move on to the first story of today, and that is Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. Now, a lot of people will probably say, you know, JT, that really doesn't surprise me that of all places, right? Florida will come up with, you know, such a law that essentially will would allow their citizens to shoot someone else and kind of get away with it. Now, I, I should remind you that Florida is the place where uh, the stand your ground or stand. Yes, I believe it's stand your ground it, it exists. And that essentially what that means is that if you are being attacked or something, you, you can defend yourself with deadly force. Now, some of that went into play, if you remember, with the Trayvon Martin story, right? That happened in Florida, and that with the whole tragic situation, um, that's how you had the, the the POS person that killed Trayvon get away with it because he was claiming, hey, stand your ground. Um, now, this, this new uh, piece of um, legislation essentially says, um, it's coming out of Fox News, by the way, um, it, essentially it says that, um, DeSantis, right? Florida's DeSantis moves to allow citizens to shoot looters, rioters, targeting businesses. Now, this, you know, this whole thing comes um, uh, after Florida has seen an increase of uh, protests that later on turn violent. Now, I've said this before plenty of times. When you have people out doing their demonstrations, their protests, right? It, it's one thing. But as soon as they turn violent, as soon as they turn um, to the point where you have businesses being burned down, you're going to lose a lot of people. And I'm one of them, to be to be quite frank. You know, I'm not with the whole idea of, hey, let's go ahead and wait until we have enough people or people are rowdy um, enough to get them to start throwing you know, whether it is um, Molotov cocktails, you know, where they're essentially they're throwing them and then they, they blow up, right? Because whatever, they, they have some type of liquid, some kind of uh, ignition that, you know, ignites once it's thrown. Uh, you're hitting officers with lasers that, you know, can be damaging to the eyes. Uh, of course, you're going and spray painting on, on businesses, uh, which, by the way, many times they belong to, to people, to owners that are actually with the whole demonstration, right? I have seen articles where, you know, you have people that are like, hey, I actually, I'm actually with BLM, for instance, right? And my business got burned down to the ground. Like I supported people coming into my business with BLM. In fact, um, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can find it, but I remember a while back, like way back at the beginning of the year, there was an owner, uh, a black business owner who said that he gave discounts for people that came in 
and spoke with him about BLM. It was like an unofficial BLM discount. I believe he he owned like a barbershop or something. It, it was it was a very minor story, but the point I guess was that he uh, he had his business burned down along with with others. It's insane, right? So Florida here I guess is trying to take it a step further and saying, you know what, we got to give our business owners something to defend themselves with, right? Without feeling like they're going to be prosecuted later on for defending. You know, I'm one side of me says, this is insane. What what are you doing? Um, that's why I made that whole joke at the beginning where it's like, yeah, of all places, Florida, because Florida usually comes up with some pretty crazy shit. But this, you know, again, part of my brain is like, man, I mean, what, what do you want to see? More, more people getting shot, you know, uh, because this essentially is telling business owners, that you have to consider are probably already very afraid. They're probably worried every single time there's a protest near their business and they're like, oh my God, do I have to sit outside of my business? Do I mean, what do I have to do to protect it? Oh, it's okay. Remember, this had to say that now I can take my gun down there and just shoot people, shoot rioters that, uh, or looters that are going to be coming you know, at my business. So, uh, you know, of course, a side of my, uh, my brain says this is insane. Well, what are you doing? People are going to take advantage of this, uh, in my opinion, at least all the way. Right. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, I, I JT, you kind of have been saying this the whole time, right? That it, people are going to get tired of the BS. People are going to get tired of, you know, these again, so-called protests turning violent specifically and somehow magically at night. Right. Um, and then again, going somehow after not just the police going after these businesses as they're, they're making their way across town. And, you know, again, that side of my brain's like, you know what, let it be. Let's see if, if this deters people. So I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very split down the middle as a business owner. I, I can understand the, the business owners that are, that are worried, right? Because this is their livelihood. As just another citizen of this nation, I'm like, this is insane. It could be that a random person is caught in the middle of these protests. It could be that someone that lives across the street. We have to understand that there's a lot of places, right? A lot of uh, cities, including in Florida, that have a mixture of apartments and example of people that live right on top of businesses. And then now you're going to have these shootouts sanctioned by essentially the governor saying, go for it. Defend your business. And, and encouraging them. Now you have stray bullets. I mean, the, the, the hypotheticals can get real crazy here. So, you know, am I 100% with this? No. Do I understand where the frustration is coming from? Yes. And you should too. You know, I don't think anybody really should just be, you know, blindly for one side or the other. I don't think people should be like, yeah, screw them. Get your guns out. Let's start getting, you know, buying guns in a crazy amount. And, you know, let's just you know, sit outside our businesses and throwing people that, Hey, I'll shoot you. Cause I can now No, right. Hell no. I'm not, I'm not for that at all. Um, and at the same time, no, this is not me saying, Oh, going to continue protesting, continue burning places down. Absolutely not as well. No. So this should be, if anything, a warning for many people, because if this allegedly, by the way, this anti-mob, uh, is only, uh, I believe being draft, right? Uh, drafted, excuse me. Um, it's, I don't think it's it's gone into into law yet, but it should be uh, sort of like a warning for people, right? Because guess what? If this were to go into effect in Florida, w- what is it to say that it won't go into effect anywhere else? 
that any other copycat state would be like, you know what? Let's do what Florida did. Screw it. Let's, let's do that. Right. And then, uh, and then we can see more casualties come out of that. All right. Because what have I said before? It incites people. So now you have people possibly saying, you know what? Business owners can have guns. Okay. I'll take mine too. It's not a matter of whether it's legal or not. It's not a matter of whether like, well, hold on, JT, are they carrying their gun legally? Forget about that. Forget about it. Right now it's about, oh, okay, well, the governor's going to let them have guns. I'm going to take mine illegal gun out too, and then we'll have a shootout. It can get pretty crazy, right? So, all right, let's move on to the next story. And that is uh, following up on what Amazon recently announced. And that is that they, on top of basically being what, everything already out for us, you know, like there's like, you know, obviously your standard Amazon stores, you have the fact that they sell produce and, and books and it's just essentially everything. They're like, I mean, they're like, you know what? We, we haven't sold yet. And I, I, even their analysts were probably like, dude, I mean, Bezos, come on, man. Like, what do you want to sell now? Like what diamonds? Like, no, maybe for 2025, but no, you know, we have to go into pharmaceuticals and now it is now it's so, so Amazon announces uh, saying that they are now going to be uh, fulfilling prescription medication. So we're not talking about just here, your ordinary Tylenol. You, technically, you actually can already order that. No, no, no. This is full blown that let's just say you have some type of uh, dysfunction. All right. From my gentleman out there. Amazon got you. Amazon. Bound, bound, will take care of your problem there. Of course, as long as the doctor prescribes it. Right. If uh, you have uh, maybe uh, anything to do with your with your pregnancy, most medication to prescribe it as well. Uh, plan B, I got you. Don't worry about it. If you have prime in one or two days, you'll take care of that prime B or plan B. Excuse me, as they call it. Right. So essentially everything is what they're going to be providing, except for anybody freaks out, except for schedule two drugs, which include most opiate opiates drugs, right? What, what does that mean? Uh, which is actually what I feared earlier. Once I looked into the story, honestly, I got a little bit of relief. Why? Because unless something changes, right? Um, I was worried. I was worried that all of a sudden, a lot more packages were going to go missing, right? Um, between, uh, I'm going to be honest, and I don't mean to offend any drivers out there, but between drivers losing certain packages, they're like, they're rattling. They're like, okay, this one, this one got missing. Um, or, or just people, the thieves. I mean, that's, that's a, that's just a normal thing that Amazon suffers, right? You have package thieves that they just, they see ring, the ring doorbell. Sometimes they're like, grab them being, they run. So I was concerned and thinking, damn, you know, because, uh, some of these thieves can definitely start, you know, making out oh, a, hey, who gets their stuff delivered. It looks like aunt may over there Aunt may over there suffers from arthritis and she probably has some pretty good, uh, sleeping pills. Let me go get that from her on uh, on every other month or something. A lot of that ran through my head. I'm thinking, you know, damn that that uh that uh that market is gonna expand aggressively with Amazon because now Amazon's gonna be delivering to the drug dealers. But no, that is not the case. Not scheduled to. So now that we can remove that out of the way, I will tell you that uh, there are some stores that are pretty damn concerned over this, and that is of course your stores like CVS, Walgreens, Walmart Pharmacy, and Rite Aid, even Walmart. Some of those um, uh, retailers, actually, their stock dropped today significantly as soon as the story came out, right? Because you have, of course, again, someone that has proven their power in the world. I'm not gonna, I was going to say in the U.S., but in, in the world because Amazon is expanding everywhere, right? So they, they, are, they have proven 
their capacity to get to get shit done. Right. They are not an insignificant little company that, you know, emerging or for that matter, maybe, you know, in the marketplace. But, you know, hey, there there are bigger players. Amazon, arguably to many other than maybe Walmart is probably becoming quickly, if not already, pretty much the, the biggest uh, provider of, of what everything nowadays. Right. Other than automobiles. And again, Jeff Bezos is like, hold my beer. I got you for 2030, the Amazon car or something crazy like that, you know? So because they have proven their, their power at, at, in the marketplace, you know, a lot of these stores now, uh, I guess you can call them smaller stores in comparison, like Walgreens. They're like, are you serious, man? We already have to sell diapers and, and little stupid toys and, and random stuff in our stores. You're going to take the one thing we're known for pharmacy like you have everything Jeff Bezos you're gonna come after pharmacy okay fine so yeah you know at this point you know they're they're gonna be putting this in place immediately they're not gonna be serving the entire United States yet there will be some states left out and that is Hawaii Illinois Kentucky Louisiana and Minnesota for now right because they need to find I guess certain workarounds over or, uh, when it comes to their laws, I guess, for their states and, and how they can operate as a, as a company that provides now pharmaceuticals. Um, now, if you're worried or if you're already excited for this, it is available for prime members. There are going to be certain discounts. Um, you're going to be able to, to allegedly compare before you check out um, your payment with insurance copay without um, how much you can save if you're a prime member. And then just how much you would just pay for it if you're just shopping randomly on Amazon um, pharmacy. And you're like, oh, you know, I've never been here, but I'm going to try it. So essentially, uh, this also, um, it, at least in my opinion, brings up a pretty damn good question. Is it going to be Amazon of all companies to fix the big pharma problem we have in the U.S.? Now, a buddy of mine uh, replied, uh, some pretty good points, right? Um, in fact, I can't remember them all, but you know, he says some stuff like, Hey, there's going to be some, some stuff that you're going to have to reform an example of patents, you know, that is a big problem, um, in the United States, specifically when it comes to some of these companies panning their medication and then just marking up the prices like crazy. So, you know, he brought up some good points now, you know, even though, even though I can consider all that and how difficult it could be, we're talking about Amazon here. We're not, again, we're not just talking about Walgreens or CVS, right? Amazon, who, who, if they're going into this, it's because, you know, they're not going into it to lose, at least not from my, from my point of view, right? And if they're going into this, it's because they see money, they see potential. Because like I've said about pretty much every big company, right? I've said it before. These companies are not, you know, the Mother Teresa or nonprofits or or whatever, right? They're not they're not doing it just because of the good of the people. No, they're going they're doing it because of the good of their pockets. And if they're going into to to deliver, you know, pharmaceuticals, that's because they see a lot of potential. Now, with that, I think the only way for them to be able to do something crazy like this and to think like this is a good idea, um, not only obviously there's a demand, but in my opinion, it's because I think they already have a plan, right? Lobbyists ready to go to figure out how they can, you know, keep some government politicians happy. Because, by the way, something else that I pointed out, there's going to be a lot of politicians that are going to be pretty pissed off. Because if you're not aware, even if you do live in the United States, there, there's a lot of uh, 
what I'm going to say, yeah, corruption, right? I was thinking of a better term, but it's, it's corruption, right? That you hear that happens between high-ranking uh, political officials, uh, you know, you have the lobbyists um, that are, you know, kind of like in between the, the politicians and then Big Pharma, right? The, far, the, the actual uh, manufacturers. And in between all three of them, you know, they pass money around, they keep prices very high, and that's why in the United States, it is ridiculous how much debt we have just, just to the medical uh, or healthcare um, industry. It's insane. And a large chunk of that is because, well, it is true what they say, that um, unfortunately, many people in the United States are addicted to to their pharmaceuticals. They're, they're addicted to whatever it is that they prescribe because anything that you have, by the way, wrong with you in the, in the United States is like, I got a pill for that. And then it's like, okay, but if I take two pills, I get nauseous. We got a pill for that too. And at the very most, if it's not a pill, it's like one of those syrups. You take a little syrup, you take two pills in the morning, two at night, Boom, you're fixed. You come back in two years when you grow a third eye and we'll fix that with a pill as well. It's insane. So in my opinion, right, when it comes to Amazon, it is because they have a plan. And if in fact, right, which leads me to my point with this, if in fact they somehow fix the the crazy outrageous prices that we pay when it comes to to medicine, that's going to be, that's, I don't know, to me, it's just mind blowing that you have heard it. For, you know, again, for those people that follow this this conversation for years, that the United States has a problem with how expensive medicine is. And all of a sudden, here comes Amazon. Never forget, never forget what they started. A bookseller. And they fixed our pharmaceutical problem, you know, when it comes to prices. That, to me at least, mind blown, right? Um, I hope it happens, honestly. I hope... Uh, and to you know, I hope uh, that uh, they they get past a lot of those hurdles that uh, my buddy was mentioning. Okay, so let's move on to the next story, and that is um, the toilet paper shortage that we're living through potentially again, according to Walmart. <sighs> so out of um, out of CNN, there is an article titled "Walmart Reports Shortages of Toilet Paper and Cleaning Supplies at Some Stores." So, of course, it is no secret that we are, again, suffering or seeing some big spikes in COVID cases, right? Um, they are happening pretty much all over the United States. And, you know, we, we I think a lot of us can probably remember, right? We can probably remember when there was no toilet paper. Now, the toilet paper somehow got all over the place. The toilet paper crisis happened all over the place, Right. Uh, I saw things from from the UK to Australia. There was like nobody somehow we ran out of toilet paper, right? The COVID, uh, not that I know of, at least it doesn't, one of the symptoms is not like you have unstoppable, you know, shits, but somehow it did and everybody needed toilet paper. Um, of course, you have those people that are opportunists and that were buying them and selling them online, reselling them for outrageous amounts, um, which of course there was, there was, some government action taken um, for people doing that. But now it looks like people haven't learned. It looks like, I don't know if people are like COVID cases rising, you're like toilet paper. Uh, it means stay home, buy, to buy more toilet paper, wear a mask, buy toilet paper. What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm, that's just, I'm sorry, if you're one of those people right now, I, hope, I guess I don't offend you. Like, do you hear toilet, like go frantic, go buy toilet paper? Is that what you hear when they say, COVID cases rising. 
You know, it's just insane. So, you know, for for Walmart to announce um, that they are seeing a shortage, it is concerning, right? Because we're not talking about your local convenience store. We're not talking about your local liquor store, right? It's like, hey, we normally just stock up like on four, five rolls and, and they're gone. This is Walmart, right? Arguably one of the the, the top providers in, in pretty much many, you know, everyday uses, right? Next to probably what, Costco, I, I would say. And for them to say, hey, just uh, FYI, there are some shortages. I think they do it um, to either A, get you know, get the, the, the word going, which then again, probably can get people more panicked and be like, Oh my God. Okay. We got to go buy toilet paper. Um, or, or simply because, you know, it is something that, that needs to be again, handled. And I hate to say this by the government, right? When they, when they come in and they enact all this crazy, you know, uh, limitations on stock and what you can buy, what you can buy, which then, uh, of course, uh, triggers people from uh, uh, all over again with saying, oh, my God, you know, the red coats and the red coats this and the red coats that and government stepping in saying I can't buy toilet paper. Uh, but it's definitely something you should be aware because, again, if Walmart is coming out and if anything, Walmart is going to CNN and announcing this. Well, it's because uh, at least I would take it serious. Please, please don't take this in any way for me to, you know, encourage you to go and all of a sudden buy crazy amounts of toilet paper. All right, and then for the last story, let's move on to, it'll be very quick and short. Uh, I'm, I'm actually just going to poke fun. Hopefully it doesn't get me banned again from another from another social media platform. Oh, you don't know? Yeah, I was banned temporarily, shadow banned from, from, from Instagram. Yeah, totally not because I, I did another video where I critique uh, both Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of, um, you can say, uh, Facebook and, you know, I guess, Instagram, because uh, Facebook owns Instagram. But uh, again, these two CEOs um, had a hearing uh, at the Senate. Why? Well, over Section 230. You can say, well, JT, what is Section 230 again? Good question. I didn't know up until like five, min five minutes before this video. Essentially, uh, what it is is that a company such as, you know, Facebook, Twitter, essentially companies that just recycle whatever their users publish, right, cannot be held liable, or you can kind of say, to the same standard as a newspaper or for that matter, um, a news station where if you yourself find something that is damaging to you personally from a news uh, paper or a news station, right? You actually can sue them for defamation and then you know, for anything else they can throw in that lawsuit. You actually cannot do that to Facebook and Instagram or Twitter, right? Why? Or actually, by the way, to be fair, social media platforms. Why? Well, because uh, technically they're just, they're just, you know, kind of like uh, a, a source where people publish and they just kind of have the tools, the, the software, the platform, right? For, for users to do that, but they're not taking any responsibility for the content, right? Which of course then begs the question, like, wait, wait, hold on JT, for those of you guys, like two of you that saw my previous video and like, hold on, didn't you say in the last video, that Senate was telling them that they were taking stuff down. So, so they are taking responsibility. Exactly. So, um, of course, uh, you have uh, Senator um, Ted Cruz, again, who loves to go after Jack Dorsey. And by the way, now that we're talking about Jack, um, this is Jack right here. So you have Jack uh, previously, right, where I said he didn't give a shit. 
where we you know he was like, I don't know, hi, maybe some might say. And over here now he cleaned up. I think he watched the JT show and he was like, JT's right. I gotta clean up. I look disgusting. Um, and you know, he he copied my hairstyle. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Right? Uh, he still left his little, you know, thing here on his nose and that's fine, right? His big ass thing, but he looks cleaner. I will say looks better. He should have done that the first time. He also talked, in my opinion, because I watched the uh the hearings. He didn't talk as laid back. You know, I think uh, this time, again, I think he heard me and he's like, yeah, I got I got I got I got to act like a CEO, damn it. And uh, but again, it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't matter much to to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz again uh, went at him this time a little differently. So let's roll a clip of that. It was Twitter being a publisher when it censored The New York Post. No, we have very clear policies on um, the conduct we enable on the platform. Um, and if there's a violation, uh, we take an enforcement action and people choose to commit to those policies and, and to those terms of service. Except your policies are applied in a partisan and selective manner. You claim it was hacked materials and yet you didn't block the distribution of the New York Times story that alleged to talk about President Trump's tax returns, even though a federal statute makes it a crime to distribute someone's tax returns without their consent. You didn't block any of that discussion, did you? Our policy was focused on distribution of the actual hack materials. Did, did, did you and block the, the discussion York of the president's tax return material? And in the New York Times case, uh, we interpreted it as reporting about the hack material. Did, did you block Edward Snowden when he, he re illegally released uh, material? Um, I, I, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, the answer is no. You have used this in a selective matter. Let me ask you, were you being a publisher when you forced Politico and other journalistic outlet to take down their tweets on a topic that you had deemed impermissible? No. We were enforcing our, our policy and our terms of service. So on October 15th, Jake Sherman, a reporter at Politico, tweeted the following. I tweeted a link to the New York Post story right after it dropped yesterday morning. I immediately reached out to the Biden campaign to see if they had any answer. I wish I'd given the story a closer read before tweeting it. Twitter suspended me. Yeah. So that's a little bit of of what happened between Ted Cruz and Dorsey. And then uh, out of uh, out of Fox News, you have an article, right, that says Cruz shoots down Dorsey's explanation of voter fraud disclaimer. And the disclaimer was you're a publisher when you're doing that. Right. Or at least that's what he said. And, and that goes to, to a little, I guess you can kind of say a, a little warning thing that Twitter likes to put on people that, you know, that tweet something that, you know, Twitter themselves find not to be truthful. And they have a way for, you know, for them to, to block it, to take it down, to, again, put that little disclaimer. And, you know, that's when Ted Cruz is like, no, 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 stop. Like you, by doing those things, you're acting as a publisher, right? Because that's technically what a newspaper does like if you ever have looked into how a newspaper works and i'm not saying every single newspaper but i have you have writers editors right you have different positions right that work together in writing these you know these stories and then you have someone you know at the top of the newspaper right usually like the editor-in-chief or someone that says you know i don't like the story i don't like how this came out has the ability to take it down Right. Which is very similar to how Twitter, in this case, kind of acts like, hey, 
a writer, right? It doesn't have to be a formal writer, but you, you right now tweeting something, you're writing something out, you publish it, right? And all of a sudden Twitter is like, I don't like that. I'm going to have to put a label on that. Or you know what? I'm just going to take your account down, right? That, you know, in itself is, is basically what, uh, what, you know, tech who's is saying, it's like, you know, you're acting as a publisher, but you're benefiting from section 230, right? So you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mr. Dorsey is what essentially Ted is, is saying, right? And he has a good point, right? Because, you know, I've said, as I said before, Twitter probably has people internally that maybe have a very loose, you know, leash on them. And, you know, I'm not saying it's Jack himself taking some of these, you know, tweets down and stuff like that, or, or making these calls. I, I do believe that at this point he is so high up in his own food chain that he's like, uh, you know, you guys take care of this, take care of that. And with that said, you would also think that Jack would now have meetings with his team and say, guys, can you guys please keep me out of the freaking these Senate hearings? I'm pretty sure Jack has better things to do, right? So Jack, talk to your team. Since you watched my last video, listen to me now, man. Like talk to your team, find out how, you know, you can guys can all come to the agreement because I'm pretty sure you have some people in there that have your bi their biases, you know, try to try to play that guy where, you know what, we can take everything so, so, you know, tweets out or no, we cannot take the New Year post, you know, down, you know, sorry, you know, sorry, Bob, I'm, you're going to have to take out your anger some other way. You can't just like block him just because you're the developer or because you have a fancy title within Twitter. Guys, keep me out of these Senate hearings is really what should be happening internally with Twitter, because I think they're going to continue happening right now. By the way, for those of you guys saying, well, JT, isn't it just easy? Fuck it. Just take away Section 230. Hold on, right? Hold on, because if they do that, there could be a lot of changes that actually might make things worse. Why? Because now Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, think of any platform really, even, even TikTok potentially. Now they're going to have to monitor all their content uh, so strictly that they're going to have to actually take more things down, right? Because now they are going to be held liable. For those things. So, in fact, that actually might my, my, my suppress the whole freedom of speech more. No, I truly believe at this point that I think we should leave 230. I mean, sure, you want to reform it since it was built back in 19, or put together back in 1996. Sure, I'm sure you can update it. I don't know the whole damn legislation. It's really long. I didn't read the whole damn thing. But sure, update it however you think you can modernize it for 2020 and beyond. But don't get rid of it. If anything, again... You guys need to go back as the CEOs of these companies and speak to your employees, just like Spotify did, right? I mentioned it a couple episodes ago with the whole Joe Rogan thing. There was a lot of Spotify employees that were stomping their legs and, you know, they wanted creative input over Joe Rogan's show and, and Joe Rogan said, no, in fact, just for freaking pissing me off, I'm going to invite Alex Jones, which you guys didn't want me to have. Boom. Eat that uh, Spotify employees and Spotify's like, sorry, guys, we're going to back off our investment. You know, we're going to back up, I'm sorry, our investment. And uh, that's kind of what needs to happen sometimes. You know, there are some times that companies must stand with their employees. There are some times where, where employees, you know, they carry a lot of that burden. And you know what? They should have some say. But it, it, remember about the whole thing about being in the middle, right? The critical thinking, right? So, you know, these companies need to do that more. 
right? You you can't just you know blindly give your employees everything they want because then you have your ass sitting at Senate committees all over again, right? And it's gonna happen again and again, Jack. So listen to me, okay? All right, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for watching the show, and uh, until next time, see ya. Hey, thanks for watching the JTH show. Remember, you can catch all the episodes, full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Radio Public. You can also visit www.thejthshow.com to catch episodes there and to catch anything that we had to blur out because of YouTube um, or any other platform. We usually put all of our raw uh, information in there that is uncensored. Um, You can also become a member at www.thejthshow.com to catch all the special perks. Thanks for watching.